I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about it's hard to be anxious. Well, Margaret, it's terrible to be anxious. It sure can be. Yeah. Most of you guys are dealing with anxiety going through your breakup, and many of you have been dealing with anxiety your entire life. And many of you didn't even know you were anxious until you came across our channel. It's really eye-opening. You hear that very often. Right? It's incredibly eye-opening how many of you guys just lived your life and were completely oblivious to how anxiety had been impacting it. And it was only after my breakup with the Applebee's girl that I really realized how much anxiety that I had mm -hmm. and how it was <clears throat> impacting my relationships too. So I would have a lot of those aha moments that you guys have. Fortunately, I have 750 videos, I think, for you guys to just sit down and watch over and over and over. <laughs> I didn't have that. No, you only had me an hour a week. Exactly. <laughs> it was sometimes more. <laughs> and so I had to really, it took me a long time to figure these things out and share them with you because it was going through the process. You know, my mom had a lot of anxiety. Absolutely. And so I knew she had anxiety because her anxiety was higher than mine. And there's one thing that I think that most people don't think of, but we know when another person is anxious. Right if their anxiety is higher than, than ours, ours is. Yeah, right. But we don't know if people are anxious if their anxiety level is lower. Right, we think everybody feels that way. Yeah. Yeah, and when we see something that's higher than ours, we say, oh, that's terrible. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, um, mm -hmm. anxiety has a massive impact on who we are and what we do in our relationships. Right. And it's really hard to deal with it and it's uh, not easy to change, you know. That's why we're always focused on, you know, helping you guys gain insight, the personal growth. Right. That's why I did workbooks. You sit down and you write up and you have to think about things. Right. You know, I make you, I really work you guys on those things. You know, you have to really think about your past and your history and who you are. Oh, it's not for the faint of heart. No. It's gutsy. But it feels good when you figure it out. Right. Right. Could you give us your handy dandy explanation of evolution and anxiety? I think you do, do it better than I. Okay. Well, You've probably heard me say this before, but I really think that anxiety is hardwired into us to keep us alive, okay? When we're small, we don't toddle away from our parents too far because we know unconsciously that if we go too far, we'll, we could die, right? We wander too far away, we could get eaten by some kind of wild animal or pterodactyl or... <laughs> <laughs> or the guy in the next door cave. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, some cannibal. Yeah. Uh, but so the anxiety is there to keep us safe. And so 
when we wander away, anxiety is like, is an alarm system goes off in our body. It says, go back, go back, go back. You're better in be danger. careful. Better be careful. You're in danger. And many of us, when we're kids, have that anxiety alarm go off so often and so frequently. I think it just gets like broken. It gets stuck at the on position. Yeah. It really does. And it's yeah. just like constantly there underlying everything. Um, and if you don't have parents that can help self-soothe you and you can internalize them calming you down. Um, I give the example about my son who when he was probably about four right. or five, I always used to say to him when he got upset, you're okay, you're okay. Just I would repeat it, you're okay, you're okay. And so now he's six, but he says it. If he gets upset, he'll say it to himself, you're okay, it's okay, and he'll, you can hear him saying it to himself. Which is absolutely wonderful, yeah. and what we hope will happen for every child. But that's the beginning of how we learn to calm ourselves down. And I can remember when I was in social work school, my most impressive professor um, said, all anxiety is separation anxiety. And I didn't know what she was talking about, but I do now. Yeah. Um, that constant fear of being unsafe and away from our love object. The, the paradigm that they give is the child clinging to mom's knee and then going to explore the living room. Yeah. Okay? Getting anxious when the marbles fall down and coming back to hug her knee again and get some more emotional supplies and then he goes ahead and, yep. and goes and explores some more. So yep. if that process went well, then we're not going to be anxious. If it didn't, and there are so many things that can go wrong, we can end up being very anxious in our relationships. Okay? Yes. Because we attach to our partners in much the same way that we do to our early figures, mm -hmm. dad and mom. Mom in particular, just because oftentimes she's more available. Okay? And how does an anxious attachment style develop? Okay. Kids for always, always, little kids get upset or frightened or they have a tummy ache or they have all those kinds of things. They and, hear a noise yeah, at night, yeah, you know, they're scared. all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, you become anxiously attached when your mom or whoever it is responds to you in a good way half the time. Okay? If mom responds to you in a good way a whole lot of times, you will be secure. Mm -hmm. But if it's like sort of every other time it's very attuned to you and very appropriate at other times, she may not be able to respond due to her own issues or she may do things like be all over you when she feels needy or lonely, kind of expecting you and your presence to comfort her. Mm -hmm. um, and babies pick that up very quickly. Mm -hmm. So it's not that people with anxious anxiety don't ever get the nurture they need. They just never know when they're going to get it or not get it, which would put you in a state of anxiety. And the other thing is if you have an anxious caregiver. Right. Oh, Lord they don't know how to soothe you, right? right? So if they're extremely anxious mm -hmm. and they're still trying to soothe you, that still means they're very anxious. Right, and may hold on to you for ages when it's uncomfortable for you because it calms them down, right? Yep. So all kinds of things can happen. Think about a woman with seven children, right? With lots of little ones running around and all kinds of things happening. She may not be able to respond that way. Um, how much energy time. yeah would yeah. she even yeah. have how much energy can one person have I happened to see when I was at the post office yesterday I believe it was that an anxious mom 
came out of the post office with an anxious little kid who got hit by the door that I thought mother had time to catch so it didn't hit her. And she was very upset by the time she got out. Mother did not respond, but her older sister did. And I thought, isn't that wonderful? You know, three cheers for the older sister. Yeah. Although it's not her job, she was no more than nine or ten. Yeah. Um, but at least she did it, you know. So there are all kinds of things that can mess that up. But if you're anxious and you start to get into a relationship, you quickly realize that you're in an absolute panic state when you don't know where your partner is. Yep. Okay? And I just wanted to read you a very brief ex excerpt of some, some of the behaviors that you feel. Now this is from Attached. This is from the book Attached, which has been very useful to us. Can you see the cover? Yep. Okay. Um, <clears throat> well, my boyfriend hasn't called yet today. Is something wrong? Something must be wrong. Maybe he's angry at me. Um, I'll invite him for a romantic dinner. What if he doesn't call back? He might not call back. He might not ever want to see me again. He does call back and eats the entire dinner very quickly. Mm. Okay, But she went through agony before. Will he answer the phone? Will he call back? Oh my God, it's been five hours now um, since he left his office. Maybe he's leaving me. No sign of him. His assistant is dismissive. Will I ever hear from her, him again? I can't believe it. If he breaks up with me, I'll never find someone else like him. Yep. Okay. So now that's a really terrible way to feel, particularly on a daily basis. And it is a daily basis and for many of you. it is a daily basis, right. And what do you think it's like for the person you're clinging to, right? Um, if he's secure or she is secure, they may be able to handle it. But if they're avoidant, they're going to be saying, what kind of craziness is this? Yeah. What does she want from me? What does he want from me? Why yeah. does he have to know where I am every 10 minutes? They'll probably be dismissive like the avoidance parents were. Of course. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly what will happen because chances are you're going to be, this, it's so common that um, a, an anxious person ends up with, with a, an avoidant person. Yeah. Um, we kind of, that kind of plays on each other's fears, you know. Um, it's no accident that they're drawn together. But anyway, how do you get to be, we just talked about how you get to be anxiously attached and that's by not, but not knowing if you'll get the nurture you need or not on any given day. And if you remember how you become avoided, in really your first year of life, you're told by your parents that you don't have any needs that they should respond to, and that if you do, you better get rid of them. And the famous line is the little boy who was upset and went to his mother and was told, little boys don't cry. Yes, they do, and they need to have nurture as well. Okay? So you're told you don't have any needs, so you decide that you're going to be independent for the rest of your life and you're never going to need anybody again because why would you bother? People don't respond to you anyway. Yeah. All right. And I'll share with you the most extreme uh, case of anxious attachment I ever saw. This is when I was up north. I, I was coming out of the agency where I worked and there was a couple coming in and I knew them. I, I forget how I had, had contact with them, but I had... And I spoke to them, and the guy almost bumped into something on the way in. And I said, whatever his name was, hey, Joe, be careful, you almost bumped into that. And he said, well, I can't look up. I said, what do you mean you can't look up? Well, my girlfriend says I have to walk around looking at the ground all of the time, so I don't see anybody I'd rather be with. 
At that point, wouldn't he rather be with anyone else? <laughs> I was speechless. I was speechless. Um, and I, I saw to it that they were seen very soon, yeah. quickly. But, and he was willing to do it. He was so desperate himself to have somebody to love him and to love that he was going along with it. Well, hopefully he'll bump into somebody else. Yeah, right. He can't see he was gonna, yes, he was going to bump into somebody. That part was for sure. And mind it falling in love. <laughs> yeah. Falling over her and falling, then falling, in, falling in love. Falling in love, all right. He was falling in love. Um, I, I, I was speechless, so that doesn't happen very often. Okay, so how do you find out that you have an anxious attachment style? As Craig just said, you know, you think everybody's like that until you find out that's not the case. Yeah. And if you have a buddy or you find yourself that you're completely obsessing over a partner all of the time, that sounds beyond the realm of the reasonable, then that's what you have to look at. Yeah. And remember, the anxious child... Um, who doesn't know whether they're going to get nurture or not, lives in a state of anxiety, wondering if they're going to get it, and wondering what they did to make mom love them some days and not others. Yep. Okay? If you want to make somebody crazy, that's the recipe. Love them some days and not others, and don't give them any idea why. Yep. So when you see someone, like we just talked about, who obsesses over what they did wrong, it may not have been that they did anything wrong, and it may be that they had a difficult person. But because we can't really get angry at mother when we're little, we don't get angry, we blame ourselves and wonder what, what is it about us that mom doesn't like every day and only some days. And there's a great example in here of how one couple solved it and was a therapist involved, I think, who obviously had a brain in his or her head. The woman would be upset all day because he didn't call her or text her several times. Mm -hmm. He was a doctor in a very crazy emergency room, okay? Now, he really couldn't take time now and again to send her a sweet nothing or mm -hmm. anything at all. But finally, they reached the compromise that he wrote a standard um, text to her that would say, thinking of you, how are you doing, hope your day's going well. Mm -hmm. So that every couple of hours he could just press a button <laughs> and she'd get the message. And believe He's it, alive! Yes, and, and believe it or not, um, it worked. He's alive, yeah, that's mm -hmm. another thing I wanted to say. You may remember, and a surprising number of people do remember, that sometimes I talk about people who had, again, a secure childhood who can call up a picture in their head of their nurturer or their parent, whoever the important person is in their lives, to calm themselves down when they need it. Like my son. Right. Yes. Who can wonderfully say, Daddy's not here, but I know what to say. It's I'm going to okay. be okay. It, it's yeah. okay. And, just, and he sues himself now. And that's what we hope for, but that does not happen for everyone. And I have often wondered, and will ask more often now, when people get so panicked when they're separated from a partner, can they hold the object? Can they call up the picture, the partner's face, the sound of the partner's voice, um, to tide them over for their anxious moments, or even what we call a transitional object? Um, you know, a piece of clothing, a piece of a t-shirt, anything that you can, you know, call up your partner when you need to soothe yourself, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay? And that can go a long way in helping. But remember, 
that the anxious child spends all their time wondering how, why am I lovable some days and not others, and how is that my fault? You know, one of the things I wanted to add is that a lot of you can think about it in this way. While you're going through the breakup, it's really hard, you feel a lot of anxiety, and what do you do? You put on our videos and it calms you down. That's right. You put on the listen while you right. sleep playlist mm -hmm. at night, and so you hear our voices all night long. And now we have the phone cases with Margaret's picture <laughs> that's a supreme leader. That will make you laugh if nothing else. And we've got the coffee mug. And so now, and the actually t-shirts too. So you yes. can take us with you literally yes. like a transitional and object. I assure you we will have something for Craig very soon. Uh, yes, you can take us with you. But just if we're, if we're comforting and you can take us with you, that's a wonderful thing. And that yeah. makes us very happy. Yeah. You know? Um, so... It's not easy. And that feeling of panic, if you've ever had a panic attack, you know what that feels like. It, there's nothing worse. Mm -hmm. So we are certainly sympathetic. And that's what I have to say for right now. All right. So, yes, living with anxiety can be difficult. However, you can get better. Yes, you can. You can absolutely work through it and become more secure. But it takes work. It, it really does. It's not easy. Uh, a local therapist would help. Obviously, the videos will help. The workbooks will help. There's a lot of little things that you can do to slowly become more insightful as to what's setting you off, what's triggering it, and to calm yourself down. One of the best places to start is to stop blaming yourself for everything. And remember that anxious little kids are in a position to do nothing else other than blame their, themselves. Nope. We have choices. All right. Did you have anything else or are we... I think that's it for this minute. Okay. Remember to subscribe to the channel and of course, when you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, askcraig.net, sign up for the coaching that works for you. Margaret is available for Skype coaching. Yes, if you feel like I can be helpful to you, please contact me. Just click on Margaret on the top of the website to do that. Also, we are podcasting now on iTunes and Spotify if you're interested in listening to the podcast on the go. Uh, that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.